Welcome to the FemiPod. These are conversations about females for everyone to listen to, learn from and engage with. Brought to you by your Femi founders, Esther Kewen and myself, Lydia O'Donnell. back to the FemiPod for episode 102. I am here with Est and this week we have a very special guest. All our guests are special but this one is extra special as we have the pleasure of working alongside her every day and she's part of the Femi team. Tegan Baxter, otherwise known as Tags, is our head of product growth at Femi as well as a runner and an incredible friend. Tags first joined the Femi family back in 2020 as one of our very first athletes who I personally had the pleasure of coaching for about two years before she joined the team in a more formal role as leading growth. We're excited to hear Tags' running story today and pick her brain on the view of woman running and the future of what we're building here at Femi. Tags, how are you? Oh, I'm good. That was so nice, that intro. Um, but yeah, I'm doing really good, thanks. Oh, so much love in this room <laughs> right now. <laughs> I love it. Uh, let's dive back into your past. Uh, so let's yeah go back into young Tegan and what were you like as a young girl and what impact did sport have on you as you were growing up? Yeah, I was I was quite a bookish young girl. I was into things like um, debating in theatre. Um, I played saxophone for a long time and um, I definitely played sport socially, but it was more because I just wanted to be involved and a lot of things, um, but I did have very active parents and I don't think we really had the language for it back then, but um, it was definitely made obvious to me by example that movement was good for mental health. Um, and I think that really set a good foundation for me. Um, yeah, I would, I would say that I was quite a try hard and I really don't mean that in like a self-deprecating way. I just mean genuinely I tried really hard at lots of different things and um, I think looking back I can acknowledge that uh, my, my parents and a lot of the kind of mentors and teachers that I had had really adopted a growth mindset so I'm insanely grateful that I felt like I was encouraged a lot more for my effort rather than for outcome and I think that's been a really like positive foundation for the mindset that I continue to carry now. I love that. I love the idea of being a tryhard. I feel like I can resonate with that so much. I like saw a photo of me when I was a kid a few months ago and it was me doing ballet and I was like dressed in this outfit and I just looked so enthusiastic that I was like <laughs> cringing at myself but also like whatever. I think it's so cool to be in that mindset when you're young and I think that's awesome. It's definitely I'm sure would have helped you get to where you are today. Can we jump a little bit more into your running journey like what got you into running and I don't know I look at, back at my running journey and I would have never imagined it could have got me to the place I am today even just outside of going for a run but what impact has your running had on you and did you imagine it would get to you where you are today even with your career yeah yeah so I feel like um I I liked looking back on what got me into running because I I remember this day where I realized that 
I had this idea of myself that I wasn't a runner and that all of a sudden just felt so ridiculous to me because I, I can run and like I'm lucky that you know I literally just can run <laughs> so on that day I signed up for a half marathon um and that is kind of the really simple why um and then in terms of if I thought it would have gotten me to where I am yes and no I definitely wouldn't have thought that um running would kind of be a really big part of my full-time job um that's definitely surprising but I do think that in that very first half marathon training block there were there was a moment where I had probably done a few weeks and, and ticked off a few long runs. And I really crossed a barrier where it became very obvious to me um, how capable all of us are of doing things and doing hard things. And it, it became kind of obvious to me then that if I wanted to go and run a marathon or if I wanted to go on these big adventures, I could, it might take quite a long time <laughs> and the training might be hard, but it really is possible um and I think that the, the three of us all really get quite obsessed about that idea that we just want women to really like have that realization and overcome that barrier um and that's what's really exciting oh that's so nice so true you know we try to get that message out there that like if you've got a body or if you're able to run you're a runner you know and like even if you're walk running and you're walking more than you're running like you're still out for a run and yeah I just love that message it's so powerful to take that like elitist view away from running and this yeah it's so accessible to so many people and we're so lucky to be able to push our bodies and challenge them in that way so love that um if we can dive in a little bit more about Femi specifically how did you find Femi and what was it about Femi that drew you in and wanted to be um, part of that community and coached by obviously the incredible Liz, which was, yeah, I think that was the universe getting involved there, getting that connection growing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I followed you both on Instagram. I actually, um, I was going back through my saved photos a while ago and I saw that years ago, Esther, I had actually saved a photo that you posted with like a running message many years before we met. And uh, it's kind of like a kind of little stalker of me, you know, but it was really sweet to see <laughs> like how full circle that had come. So yeah, I'd just been following both of you for a long time. And I saw when you had launched Femi as it was really interesting to me, you know, just this concept. I, I'd never, never really entertained the idea of having a running coach so it was specifically the message about you know this is for women that appealed to me and at that time I knew that I wanted to do a marathon um, but the people around me who had run marathons before were describing marathon training as this grueling experience where I would be running every day and it would be so hard and I would be doing all of these speed sessions and it was just going to be so intense and then there was Femi saying it shouldn't really be like that <laughs> and it can be really different and specifically for women it's not going to be good if you take that approach so it felt immediately like well if there's these incredible women describing it in this way then that's what I want to be a part of but um I didn't know really anything about my female physiology at the time so all of that was new to me and it really was the message of you know there's this approach to training that is quite specific for women that was the 
was the thing that that got me to sign up and got me really interested. So cool. And it's just been such a fun journey to be working alongside you both, you know, in the team, but firstly, as a coach athlete relationship, like it's funny when you bring on someone in that capacity as a coach and you work with an athlete so closely, you learn so much about each other. And I just saw so much in you throughout that journey. I think it was about two years where we were working like one-to-one before you joined the team. And I just saw how like dedicated you were and how driven you were to see success in yourself and that progress. And I just get so much joy from seeing women learn about themselves and like watching you go through that journey and really embrace your body and embrace your physiology. And, and obviously your journey as an athlete now with Femi has become working with us full time. And it's been so amazing spending the last, I think it's about 18 months now working alongside you you have so much knowledge and skill in the space and you've had so much experience in startups and both Esther and I went into this world of becoming a tech startup without any experience and we've learned so much from you. So we're so grateful to have you alongside us over the last 18 months. What was it really about joining Femi in that capacity that made you really excited more than just being a runner or being an athlete alongside Femi? Yeah, yeah, I remember really clearly um you you had shown me and I think some of the other women that you were coaching some early prototypes um of an app that you you know you wanted to build and it was just really clear to me that you were describing an app that I wanted in my life and you know I'm a pretty busy woman um I'm in my late 20s and I'm trying to balance um, work and a social life and trying to stay fit and healthy. And I desperately want to understand and love my body. And I also really want to find movement that I can stick to. And I just know I'm not alone. <laughs> like I am not unique in in that description. So I immediately saw that there was a huge opportunity um, for this to be something really incredible. And I think Another thing that was really striking to me at the time when I started talking to the both of you was I could really see a lot of parallels between your experience in the sporting industry and my experience in the tech industry. Um, You know, the sporting industry, it has this history of being, you know, the leadership, there's a lot of men in that space and there's a knock-on effect on the impact that has on athletes and the way that they're training. And similarly, um, the tech space can be pretty Rowy. It can feel like a bit of a boys club. And um, we do at Femi have some really incredible men who are on our team and who are backing us. But overwhelmingly, this is a team of women in the tech industry. And that's so rare. And I knew that that was also something I really wanted to be a part of. So exciting. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. The more that we've got to know this industry as well, like Liz and I is of have obviously lived in that sporting industry for a really long time but yeah over the last couple of years diving deeper into tech and then even like investment and like the VC world as well like there's just so it's just dominated by men and yeah it is really exciting to be in this team together that is you know predominantly woman um and yeah making change together so Super lucky to obviously have you on the team, as we always say, but um, to work alongside such incredible women every day is really inspiring. Speaking of incredible women, 
our Femi run community uh, is now in 10 places over Australia and New Zealand and expanding every day, um, which we'll go into more detail about soon. But we also like to think about Femi as a person. If you could describe Femi as a personality, how would you speak to her, him, them? Yeah, I love this question. Um, I I would describe Femi as supportive and bold and really smart, um, a really good listener, and Femi knows how to push you just right. But I would also say that Femi's still uh, figuring things out. And I think women have to fight really hard to be in positions of power and that kind of forces this like sense that women have to be really sure of themselves and like everything's really sure and everything's black and white but it's really admirable to be curious and to be in a constant state of growth and I really think that Femi epitomizes that. You're so eloquent Tags. we just love that. <laughs> explain Femi and um it's just so cool to like see Femi's personality evolve like obviously when we first started it was just Esther and I and and then we had our coaches join the team and they had, had an impact on the personality of Femi and then we started our rent run communities and and now like because the three of us plus our smaller intimate team like we are literally working on this problem every day we have the biggest impact on who Femi is and we're so grateful that our team, you know, are we really all embody um, what Femi stands for, and I think that's why we're so proud of the brand that Femi is and the and the person that Femi is. If you see them as a personality, and we also love the way that you speak about the Femi movement because we're obviously building technology and we're building an app, but there's so much more to what we're doing than just building a really nice looking app for women to to play with and go for a run with. Why is this movement so important to you? And and in that instance, also, why is it so important to the world in general? Yeah, I think you really hit the nail on the head in that, like, yes, we're building an app, but Femi is not an app. You know, there are so many apps out there. There are so many fitness and movement apps out there. And I feel like I've tried so many of them <laughs> and you know, they're fine. Uh, like some are better than others and they might get you to the 10K or the half marathon. But then what? Like it, they feel kind of inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. And I think, or, or, or I know that Femi has always been about helping women really find a love for movement or in the immediacy for running. And in order to do that, we must understand what's going on in our bodies and we must start working with our bodies instead of fighting against them. And, you know, we're trying to undo decades worth of damage uh, that our industry, the fitness industry, is responsible for. And, you know, so yes, we're building an app, but it's not because we want to sit here and say, look, we built an app. It's because we know that an app is the most impactful and powerful way that we can reach millions of women all over the world. Yeah, such a good point. Even our journey with like Femi Theory, like a lot of listeners will know about Femi Theory and the, the approach we took, you know, with that. But it was such a huge learning curve for us. And like we were sort of going after like coaches and trainers and people that work with female athletes. And then we had this epiphany that actually 
like let's just go straight to her like let's empower her and I think that just drove us even more with the idea of the app so yeah like making that information accessible to her all over the world uh, is so exciting to us because we we can do little things and small things um, but to have that massive worldwide impact you need to get into technology involved um, if we can circle back to the community now how do you think about Femi when it comes to being present on the ground in our physical run community locations? As I mentioned before, we have 10 with a couple of new ones popping up soon. Uh, keep keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, as well as trying to build community inside the app. Yeah, yeah, community's everything. And I'm so excited about the the like location growth that we've already seen this year. And um, yeah, like you alluded to, yes, that we'll continue to see. Um, I was talking to one of our teammates the other day about um, this concept of accountability and it has these negative connotations, kind of rightly so, but <clears throat> what's our responsibility to redefine what accountability can look like for our community and feel like when you when you start on your movement journey um it can be kind of lonely and maybe your friends and family don't really get it so what does a community look like to positively hold you accountable like what is positive accountability so you know what does it look like when you instead of the kind of classic PT, um, like personal trainer accountability type relationship, if you don't show up for a run on Friday, instead of anyone making you feel bad, you're just connected to a group of people who genuinely want the best for you and are going to check in on how you're going. Or what does it look like to have a community of people who are also training for something really hard, you know, like at their own pace and at their own distance, but they're there for you. Or if you get injured, what does it look like to have a really supportive community of people to check in on you? And there is accountability there, but I feel like we're kind of redefining what that looks like. And don't get me wrong, there are lots of run communities who are uh, pushing the boundaries of what kind of a more traditional run crew looks like. And that's amazing. But what makes Femi really special is that we're really grounded in the the community and empowering women and that in order to do that, you have to understand your female physiology and you can see that really weaving into the conversations that the community are having and that, you know, like women who belong to the Femi community are willing to have with one another. And I think something really exciting about Femi as well is that beyond the cities that we show up in, um, we are going to be able in the future to explore what it looks like to facilitate growth of community and connection digitally as well. Yeah, it's so cool. I um, I love that we are not giving too much away because we want to keep things, you know, locked down a little bit. But uh, it's really exciting to think about bringing the Femi community together in a real, you know, digital sense as well as our real life communities and. We speak to the Femi community so much in terms of what we've been able to get out of it, just like even Esther and myself compared to other run communities that we've been part of. And genuinely, I'm in this marathon build towards Rotorua Marathon at the moment, and I just feel so much more relaxed about this build. And I think it really comes down to that accountability piece to the community. And it's not that I'm trying to race against the community or I feel pressure from the community to be a certain level runner, achieve it to achieve certain results. I just feel 
really excited to be out there representing Femi and have this kind of, we like to call them army of women behind me at that start line compared to where I used to be with run communities where it genuinely felt like I was racing against the people that I train with every day. And um, it is, it's just a really unique community that we're so proud of. You mentioned the word empowerment and our mission at Femi is all about empowering women with movement. And this is, you know, a huge part of empowerment is about learning about your bodies, as you mentioned, and understanding your female physiology. We all know there's a huge lack of that knowledge around female physiology around the world. And we know that it's really important for us at Femi to bring that forward to women. But what else do you see us doing at Femi that empowers women in movement? Yeah, I, I there are lots of places that I think Femi shows up. Um, but if I was to maybe hone in on the the app and how I see that being empowering, I think there were a bunch of foundational things that we had to and and have to get right um and that is reliable cycle tracking and how that dynamically impacts your training and how we get this truly like industry leading coaching that you know the two of you and the team of coaches have been developing and working on into into the product but now we have that and it's very well received by the people that are using it what like we just get to be really innovative now and you know we get to have a look at like how does personalization get even more personal or how do you create a really delightful learning experience from the for the women who are learning from Femi or you know so much of like Est you spend so much time on like how do we create the the like most fun and interesting run programs that women might have access to and I um I can't take credit for this analogy but we do talk about it in the team a bit and um you know we we sometimes liken traditional or your generic run programs or apps to TV right so like you turn on the TV and you're watching a show and maybe you're watching the same show that your neighbor Joe is watching but we want to be like Netflix and Netflix knows you and Netflix knows that I want to binge watch below deck and that I hate horror movies <laughs> and you know, like running is simple, but our running and movement journeys are really unique and Femi knows that and Femi respects that and Femi knows that you don't just need to be told what run you're doing that day. You need to be told why you might be, feeling the way you're feeling today or why your progress might not be linear. Um, there's so much that we have to learn about the things that impact our journey and that really like elevates our ability to be sustainable um, in the movement. So yeah, like you say, that's <laughs> my desire to talk lots about all of the ideas that we have is strong, but I'll leave it at that. We're just getting started um, and yeah, education is just so important to us. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait till the day that we get to tell everybody and actually share, you know, that these little things that, well, not little, these massive things that we are working on in the background. But yeah, sometimes I feel like Femi goes silent for like a month and then we reemerge <laughs> with something really cool and then another month and we reemerge. So just know that maybe there's an emergence coming soon. Is that the right word? Or a re-emergence coming soon. Um, and that will continue to happen. But yeah, the way you explained that tags is brilliant. And yeah, I hope everyone listening is excited because we 
certainly are if you can opt out. Um, those of you that don't know, Tags is actually in charge of running our social channels. And we personally love the way that she tells Femi's story to the world. What are you seeing in the world of social media and women's fitness that's interesting, exciting, or even concerning? Yeah, I mean, I would describe our social channels as a real team effort, <laughs> but um, I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I think the thing that I'm really excited about is just this explosion in women sharing their running journeys. Um, and they're the kind of woman, like not to get super clinical about it, but they're just much closer to the average kind of pace or, you know, distance that most women are running at. I feel like there was a long time where if you were consuming running content online, you could feel like, uh, everyone is running a 5k in under 30 minutes and it's just it's literally not true um and I think that there is I'm a I'm a really strong believer in there being value and space for really inspiring women online who are running really fast like the two of you like it's cool to see really like women doing really badass things but I also want to see a woman who's really early on in her running journey because that's badass too and I think that actually like ties nicely into one of the things I find kind of concerning about social media is that there's just not that much space for nuance and it's not a very good place to have a discussion <laughs> and, you know, platforms like TikTok and like Instagram because of their model, um, they're ad driven. So they're incentivized to keep you using those platforms for as long as possible. And unfortunately that rewards content that's really fast paced. It's really intense. It's just like hitting on the dopamine triggers in your brain. And it is possible to drive really high value content, um, but it's not easy. I can think of a bunch of content creators who are doing it quite well, but it's not the norm that that's what you see when you're there. So I, my concern is the sheer amount of time that we end up giving over to these platforms when the rewards or the value flatlines or even diminishes really quickly. And, you know, again, not to talk too much about things that aren't you know, in your hands yet. But I think that it's it's really cool that with Femi, we will never be incentivized to keep you in the app as long as possible. It's just not the model that we're going after. So we will be incentivized to bring you in to a tool that gives you really high value information and meaningfully connects you to people where there is really high value. And then we want you to leave. <laughs> like we want you to go and do your run and live in the real world and enjoy your life. And I, I just, yeah, I want to see more of that. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so exciting to think about building technology from the masterminds of women. Like we have an incredible male on our team who is helping us build this app, but there is not many technology platforms, apps, whatever you want to call them that exist that have been built by women, unfortunately. And that I think has created some of these issues. And it's so exciting to think about this product being built by women, what we know women want, what we know women need to feel good about themselves. And I think it really plays into exactly what you just said, Takes. It's like, we want you to, you know, have a really balanced, healthy life and being on your phone is part of that, but it shouldn't be your entire life. So 
it's uh it's so exciting and yeah I think in terms of social media like I, I agree there's like I think in the world that we live in today with this kind of revolution of running and how many people are running there's also just that risk of like taking on advice that is potentially not right for you there's a lot of that happening in the world as well we have talked about that on the podcast before so just being aware of like where you take that information um and how you engage with it too yeah I, I I think that's a really good point to raise you know it's like you you should feel like inspired by lots of different people and you um and and it's really exciting to follow on those these journeys and it can be quite motivating to get started on your own like that's valuable but yeah there is so much content out there um and it's important to be careful about where you're getting your advice from um because it's it's responsible for why people find it really hard to stick with a particular journey because the advice they're getting is just, it's not, it's not right. And if you're not training in the right way, then you're not going to be able to stick to it. So yeah, I think it's an important point to raise. On that, I recently found out this incredible thing that you can do on Instagram. I don't know if many people know about it, but I shared it with Lids. Some of you probably already know this. You can like, basically choose like keywords that you don't want to see so I think my app was picking up on my health anxiety that I've been quite open about through you know the podcasts and my own social media but it was sending me stuff about people who were suffering health issues and honestly would spiral me and I realized I was like I need to how can I block this sort of thing? So there's actually ways you can do honest sort of posts that you're given um, through your feed. You can say you don't want to see content like this again, and you can even list keywords you don't want to see. Um, so if you're finding, yeah, your mind is boggled by all this like information and you want to seek out information of this source that you believe to be true and feel confident in, you can actually do that. And I think that's been really useful for me Um so now I basically just see stuff about cool people running who love running, dogs, and amazing recipes. And that's that's my Instagram. It's not lost on me that the three of us are having a conversation about how to like reduce content or reduce time on social media because, you know, it, it's important. And like social media is a really powerful platform for Femi to get our message out there and to reach, you know, as many women as possible. But I think it is really important that we have honest conversations about... <laughs> you know, the, the pros and cons and there, yeah, there definitely are cons. Yeah. Yeah. Social media is a beast. And, um, even like in the world that we live in, where we are thinking about social media as a platform to engage with our community, we cannot control the algorithm, you know, and you can only learn so much about the algorithm before it changes again. So, uh, it's a crazy kind of platform for us to be, I mean, for the world to be engaging in, in terms of small businesses trying to grow their brands. Um, but we love to work with our community and we love to hear from you through Instagram and TikTok. And we love to be able to see, you know, you all sharing your own running journeys through platforms as well. So keep doing doing it because we do, we do love it. Yeah, 100%. To wrap things up, Tags, we have uh, one final question for you. Uh, it is relatively a big question, but if you were to imagine Femi in the future, say in about 10 years or so, what would your hopes and dreams be for Femi? Yeah, timelines are so hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, 10 years. In 10 years, the woman that we're reaching right now 
will be in powerful positions of great influence. Um, and whether that's as mothers, as aunts, um, or in our workplaces. And I want the work that we're doing now to have completely shifted the kinds of conversations that women are having with the next generation. So with the young girls, and I want that generation to have a much more sophisticated understanding of their female physiology as they're going through puberty. And I want them to have a completely different relationship with movement. Um, and I think there's a bunch of exciting things that I, I want us to achieve. And I'm confident that we will in the path from here to there, but it really comes down to, you know, if you want to make change meaningfully um then it's it's at that generational level you know and um women have so much influence we um i think we're not often given enough credit for the level of influence that we have but we're leaders of the household um we yeah we have quite big platforms and we need to back ourselves in that and we need to understand that the way that we are talking about these things has incredible impact on the people around us and especially the young people around us so so well spoken as per usual thanks um I feel like a lot of people don't realize but a, a lot of the uh content that comes out from myself and Esther has been very well written by Tags finessed I would say by Tags um she makes us sound really really good so thanks Tags for that um I'm sure most people are listening thinking well Tagging can speak very well but it's uh she's an incredible person we're very very lucky to have you on the team we have two quick fire questions for you before we wrap up. The first one being, if you could go back to your younger self, say your 15 year old self, what would you tell her? Oh, I don't know. These are supposed to be quick fire. <laughs> I don't think that's really my strength. Um, I also just, just before you, you, you moved on quickly, but you do need to give yourself way more credit <laughs> for the stuff that you put out into the world. I feel like I, I, I you know, I, have little influence over the personal stories that you tell um, and you're both incredible your powerhouses um so just just to clarify that what would I tell my 15 year old self um it's hard at 15 I feel like I was pretty confident I felt like a lot of the insecurities and doubt kind of crept in later um so I think I would probably be telling my 15 year old self to really hang on to the um, to the belief that I had in myself and and to to feel quite grounded in my ability to do hard things and um, also to reassure myself that some of the really, really important friendships in my life with women are going to be constant and they will be a constant um, in your life. And I think I would feel really reassured by that. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think I'd be quite similar in terms of, yeah, like the, the self-doubt creeping in is got as I got older then 15 as well and I'm I'm sure a lot of a lot of women relate to that um and the last question which is also not really quick fire but <laughs> you probably know what's coming uh what is your purpose on mother earth and if we look at look at purpose like I do think that it can change over time and like some people think it's you know stays as is or it could be something that evolves with you but like if you think about it yeah right now what is your purpose I should have been prepared because I listened to every episode, but um, I wasn't. What's my purpose? Um, I just want to make it meaningful, you know, like I don't want to take for granted. Um, I want, I want 
yeah, my relationships to be meaningful and I want my work to be meaningful. Um, and I want to have fun. Like I want this to be fucking fun, you know, like it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, we're all lucky to be here. So just have a bit of fun with it. <laughs> I love that. And I, I feel like that's something I've been trying to remind myself recently of is just like have fun because you never know if and when things are going to end. So like enjoy the process as it exists because we only have a certain amount of time on this earth and we should be enjoying our time. Yeah, totally. I feel like sometimes (laughs) I walk around and I'm like, we're all dying, which kind of sounds morbid, but it's, uh, I don't know. It's um, sometimes that kind of helps. I was just going to say, I think it can be quite hard sometimes to um, be playful and be fun when you, you are driven and you want success and you're willing to work hard. It can be quite difficult to balance those two things. But personally, myself, I find working hard fun. So I think it's me trying to find kind of the uh, the middle ground or like where those two things intersect is where I want to be. Yeah, yeah. I was, as you know, um, for a few months, I was living with my brother again for the first time since we were really kids. He's older than me. Um, and we had a conversation when, um, I was moving out of the place that we were living in together. And I was, we were kind of having a conversation about other things that we've learned about each other that maybe weren't so obvious. And he said to me that, um, I'm more serious than he remembers me being. And that made me feel kind of sad, you know, like I, I think that, we work really hard and it is really intense and we're trying to do something really big. So it does warrant a lot of really hard work, but uh, in some ways I kept that in the back of my mind. And I think he meant, he didn't, he, he meant it in a, you know, in a way that he was just kind of acknowledging um, how seriously I take my work and the things that I want to achieve. But it was a good reminder that um, like lightness and playfulness is also important. <laughs> I feel like, going to be my mantra when I race like um obviously yes like have fun and stuff but like I'm gonna die maybe not right now while I'm racing but I may as well try fucking hard because I could die tomorrow (laughs) you know super negative but also positive because like you've got that opportunity you don't know how many more you got so just fucking go hard it's so like because that takes me to a place of like, yeah, I want to like achieve these great things. And these great things are going to take a level of hard work and seriousness, you know, but then I want to have fun doing it. It's so hard to find that balance. I really think it comes from the pressure that females have felt to be perfect our entire lives. And perfectionism to me is being somewhat serious and, and hardworking. And then I see other women who are just like, constantly laughing and they look so relaxed and having such a great time and I'm like how can we have both I think we can I don't think it's binary and you have to be one or the other but it is I don't know I personally find it quite difficult yeah I I think that the three of us kind of have that in common right like the balance between yeah kind of like joy and drive almost um yeah it's a tough one I use humor and jokes is like a coping mechanism in really awkward situations that it shouldn't exist so <laughs> I don't know really what that means but <laughs> I like that about you yes <laughs> whatever, it takes, hey, whatever it takes you gotta lean into what works for you <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> well, thank you so much, Tags. I as imagined, I absolutely loved that conversation. I know Esther and I know our listeners would have as well. So thank you so much for your time today. We're so, so excited about the future of FEMI. We know that our team is going to continue to grow and our community is going to continue to thrive. Um, but we're just so lucky to have you as our first employee. And uh, we're just yeah, super grateful for everything you do for us. So if anybody wants to slide into DMs, you will have seen Tate's face pop up on the Femi Instagram, and I'm sure you'll see plenty more of it to come. And I'm sure Tags wouldn't mind a DM if you want to slide into his, or you can slide into the Femi account at femi.co. Esther and I are also always around to chat. If you want to download the app, uh, you can go to our show notes and download the Femi app directly from the show notes. But thank you so much for listening. And Esther and I will be back in your ears next week. Thanks, Tags. Thank you. Thanks.